0: Stephanie Wolf, with a brief look at the latest news in Texas politics and policy from the Texas Tribune. Voters will decide whether to approve a $12.7 billion property tax cut package in early November. Governor Greg Abbott recently signed the legislation. This marked the finale of a months long negotiation between House and Senate GOP leaders. It took a regular legislative session and two special sessions to get the deal passed. Legislators passed three bills to spend billions from a historic state budget surplus on reducing Texans' property tax burden, which averages among the highest in the country. And if Texas voters sign off on the plan, the cuts will be applied to 2023 tax bills due in January. Here's what you need to know about the five key parts to the tax cuts. Roughly $7.1 billion will go to fund Texas public school districts. This is so they can reduce the taxes that they levy on property owners. A school district's maintenance and operations property tax rates typically pay for things like teacher salaries and campus upkeep. It's the largest share of many property owners' tax bills. About $5.6 billion would allow the state to more than double the current property tax exemption available to Texans who own the home they primarily live in. A homestead exemption is the amount a homeowner can deduct from the value of their home before it's taxed. Under the new tax cut plan, homeowners would be able to take off $100,000. The law would also establish a temporary 20% appraisal cap for the next three years. This would apply to commercial, mineral, and residential properties that don't have a homestead exemption. They also have to be valued less than $5 million. Another piece of tax relief included in the package is a franchise tax exemption. This raises the amount of money a business can make before paying Texas franchise taxes from $1.24 million to $2.47 million. And the new legislation adds positions to appraisal districts' boards of directors that would be elected by a majority vote. If voters pass the package, most of these measures would go into effect without any action needed on the part of the property owner. The exception is homeowners who haven't gotten a homestead exemption before. They would need to apply through their county's appraisal district office. You can find more details about how these changes could affect your property tax bill at texastribune.org. For years, the state's environmental agency has denied resident challenges against air polluters when those residents live more than a mile away from the company seeking a pollution permit. It's known as the one-mile rule, and polluters have cited it as precedent claiming that those citizens have no legal right to challenge their permitting process. Yet the one-mile rule is not found anywhere in state law nor in the agency's rules. The Texas Commission on Environmental Quality confirms such a rule does not exist, and a representative says they review a number of factors when they make determinations. But it shows up consistently in the agency's rulings going back at least 13 years. Environmental advocates and some legal professionals say the one-mile practice is illegal and arbitrary. Federal law requires states to give citizens the chance to oppose pollution permits in federal court. It's laid out in the U.S. Constitution, and there's nothing in there about distance limits. A number of Texas environmental groups have petitioned the EPA saying the TCEQ unlawfully uses the one-mile rule to restrict citizen rights and limit access to judicial review. Litigants in a lawsuit against a Texas oil company are challenging the rule. They're awaiting a fall hearing in a federal court. Two Democrats who have held their respective elected offices for decades are running for Houston mayor, State Senator John Whitmire previously served in the state house before being elected to the Senate in 1982. And U.S. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee has been in Congress since 1995. She previously served on the Houston City Council. The city's mayoral race is November 7th, but it's a crowded field, meaning there could be a runoff, which might fall after the mid-December deadline for Jackson Lee and Whitmire to decide whether they'll run for re-election in their current seats. Both are considered frontrunners for the Houston mayoralship. And if either give up their current offices, it's likely to set off a series of political dominoes that could open the door for a new generation of Democratic leadership across the city. A Democrat already running for Jackson Lee's congressional seat said, quote, it's an exciting time in Houston politics, to say the least. We have a favor to ask. Would you go to texastribune.org slash briefsurvey to take a five-minute listener survey? This is the best way for Texas Tribune journalists to know what works and what doesn't for our podcast. The link again is texastribune.org slash survey. There's also a link in the show notes. We appreciate your feedback. Check for updates to any of the stories you heard in today's episode at Texas Tribune.org and follow the brief podcast for daily news updates wherever you get your podcast. I'm Stephanie Wolf with the Texas Tribune. You've been briefed. Today's brief is brought to you by. Austin Community Foundation. Austin Community Foundation mobilizes ideas and resources to address the biggest issues in Central Texas. Learn more at austincf.org/giveback. And join us on Thursday, August 3rd for a conversation on adapting to a hotter Texas. We'll talk with community advocates and local officials from South Texas and El Paso about how Texans can work together to address the danger of extreme heat. Learn more in RSVP at texastribune.org slash events.